Tavares backhand towards the goal. Loose puck. Everybody scores! Tie game! Can you believe it? Up the boards. Can't get it out. Sweeney blasts for a score! Gretzky controlling it. Inside the blue line. Gretzky gets it. He shoots. He scores! Just a one-man show. Wayne Gretzky. This is one of the best World Junior games we have ever seen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're tuning in. It's semifinal Saturday at the World Junior Hockey Championship. And it's Bryn Griffiths and Paul Almeida with you on our Canadian Bears Sportcast. How was you doing my, today? Was my mic caught there? Uh, it, yeah, it was. You were oh. just clearing your throat. Everybody seems to have a little bit of a cold, but you know yeah. what everybody's got today? They got a beer in their hand right now because Team Canada coming up with a very, very impressive 5 nothing win over the... Defending world champs from Finland. What a start. Uh, shocking. 3 nothing. four minutes into the game, and uh, everybody was in shock, including the Finns. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, 5 nothing. Who saw that coming? Now, me. granted, I thought they got some bounces tonight. They did get some bounces, and they got... But they're still full value. Well, absolutely. Right, we we can't take anything away uh, from from that. Uh, The big guy came up with two goals tonight. What do you think of Lafreniere? It's a miracle. (laughs) After watching, you know, his potential injury earlier in the tournament, I thought he was out for the tournament. For him to come back and be as impactful as he is... Yes. ...is a, a testament to that guy. I don't think I've ever said this to you before. You're going to have to move in closer to the mic because I know you're struggling tonight with your voice a little bit. I don't know if Bailey's and coffee is going to be just what the doctor ordered for you. For me, I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, it's the right medicina for tonight (laughs) for the two of us. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, my voice is going. Um, Maybe cheering too loud. Well, hang on. Just hang in. We've got just one more day to go, and that is the gold medal game coming up on Sunday. It is a a big matchup, obviously. It's a rematch from a very lopsided victory for Russia over Team Canada. So it's not going to be... You know what? This is how how I viewed tonight's matchup. First, Russia win... In a in a real nail biter of a game great over Sweden, game. fantastic, game. fantastic game, great atmosphere in the building. So Sweden is relegated now to the uh, the, the bronze medal game on Sunday afternoon. But uh, Russia is moving on. I actually felt as I was watching Canada in that opening twenty minutes that their goal was we want Russia again. Oh, absolutely. Could could absolutely. you sense that? Oh, I knew that had to be mentioned in the dressing room prior to the game. That, hey, we want another crack at these guys. They just made it to the gold medal game after waxing a 6 nothing, the worst defeat in Canadian history at the World Juniors. The only way to avenge that... Is to go out and win this baby. Is go out and win the gold medal against the same team that did that to us, and then nobody will remember. Absolutely. Now, I, you and I both know the coaching staff never brought that up. Absolutely Because not. they're all about focusing on the game at hand. And when you're talking about... And, and I thought... 
You know, I, I know it was 5 nothing, but I thought Finland played quite well. I thought they had the their chances. Uh, Hoffer and Ned again was uh, really... I mean, since they came in and settled the goaltending down, I could see the defense play better in front of them. And it just calmed the whole team down. And I thought they came out with a purpose to take over that game early. And they got those goals early. And I think Finland was just in shock. It was basically the reversal of what Russia did to Canada. Exactly. And at this level, with the emotions of young guys, yeah. if, you can, uh, if you can kick a team while they're down oh, fast, yeah. and, I, and really for me, I know that I could hear some of the fans chanting, we want Russia at 3 or 4 nothing." and I'm going, you know what? I've been watching enough junior hockey to know that it's never over. Until it's over. Until it's done. So you might just want to just back off. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. 3,000 Canadian fans in the Ostrava Arena. But uh, I don't know. I just uh, There's something about the defending champs as well. They, they did not look like they were ready to quit. Even at 5 nothing, they looked like they still had some jump. It's fascinating watching the benches because uh, the previous game when Canada won, you could see that uh, they had completely done a number uh, to get ahead and into the semifinal on uh, on the Slovakians, right? Yeah, is there a worry, Bryn, that Canada's had two easier games going into the gold medal final? I would say yes, except for the game that they lost against the Russians. I, I didn't think tonight was easy at all, actually. I, I think it... I no, think but it, I mean in terms of the score. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so anyway, I'm, uh, I'm pumped about the big game coming up on Sunday. But you have Lafreniere uh, with two goals. Yep. Connor McMichael uh, opened the scoring real early in this one. Great shot. Oh, so it was a Pulled absolute, it in, yep. snapped it right upstairs. It, it was great. The right there. Uh, Jamie Drysdale with another goal. And uh, Ty DeLandre uh, at another goal. So there's, there's your goal scores for Canada today. Uh, goaltending, we've got to talk about the goaltending because we were a little concerned about a week ago about exactly what was going to be happening with the net mining, which did not look all that good. But Joel Hoffer, uh, I thought he was great. I thought he, he got some bounces, he but did. he was there to stop the fins and try to put the fire out anytime there was a little bit of a oh, blaze yeah. starting up. And he's looking big in net right now. Like he's, he's looking like a brick wall right now, and he's coming out to challenge, uh, controlling rebounds. He's playing extremely well. The defense has a lot of confidence in him. You can see he's handling the puck quite a bit now. Yes. And uh, that's a goaltender who's at the top of his game. And as you know, we talked about it when the tournament started, Bryn. Special teams and goaltending. If you got that goaltender that can win games for you, and right now Hoffer looks like he could win a game for Ken. He hasn't had to yet. But maybe tomorrow is the day that he steps up and has to have a spectacular performance. He was efficient today. I sat in the seats for these two games today. It's always a little different sitting down there, and I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Barrett Hayton went down with uh, an yeah. injury. From my vantage point down low, it looked like he was favoring his shoulder. I don't yeah. know what you guys saw up top I side. Agree. He looked like he was uh, holding the arm. Yes. And you see a guy holding the arm, it's yeah. the shoulder. Seen that a million times before, have not had an update on him. But Well, he got rubbed out pretty good behind oh, the yeah. there. Yeah. Well, there's no... These, bo these boards, by the way, have got an unbelievable amount of give in them. Yeah. I've never seen boards that have had this kind of give. But when you get hit down low, right where the boards are joining the ice, there's no give at all. And it just seemed like uh, it was purely accidental, but it was just bad timing. Yeah, it was just he was kind of turned a little bit. 
and I don't know if his uh, shoulder pad got a little bit of the stanchion and kind of pulled his shoulder back, but he went down and right away, you could tell he was hurt because the Finnish guy got up and walked, uh, skated away, and he was laying there for a little while, and uh, you knew that something was wrong right right off the top. Team Canada has won gold in Europe eight times. Yep. There's one interesting tidbit on that. Every time they have won the tournament over here, who's been the who's been the number one goaltender of the tournament? Oh, it's been the Canadian. It's been the Canadian netminder, and, and I think it's trending that way right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like uh, Hoffer right now, his numbers are unreal. Yep. Since he came in, and uh, you know, I the goaltending is so important in a small tournament like this. No different than a playoff series, right. which is basically all this is is just a playoff series or two. And if you have that goaltender that can win one or two games for you, like I said, he hasn't had to do it yet. He's, a, he's been efficient. He's been good. But in that tight game, that's where you need your goaltender. I'm interested to see tomorrow because, you know, Russia's going to come out hard again. Absolutely. And they got a lot they of, have to. They got a lot of firepower in that team. That's, Sokolov is a great hockey player. I mean, he scored one today in tight. He roofed it. It was an unbelievable goal. Um He's got to be on the top of his game because there's going to be chances in that game against Canada. The one thing that was not prevalent, and we've talked about this in the past, is that the things you just have to do at this level, you've got to get great goaltending, you've got to stay out of the penalty box, and you, you just have to have your power play going. If you, if, the, if you hit all three of those, then you're in pretty good shape. It, you're going to hit the jackpot. There's, there's uh, no no doubting that. The referee really wasn't a factor in this game, no. I thought, at all. Uh, one of the things that I always look forward to at this World Juniors is the... Uh, oh, no. Is the... Uh, every time there is a penalty called, we have had to endure the penalty music. Yes. You would think with the number of penalties that are called... Yeah. ...that they would have more than one song available. Exactly. But, but no, they don't. Don't want to hear that on Sunday. No. So I had to play that because we went way. We we had our ace producer do yes. his research yeah. on that. So you know to get us that music. Uh, he's I very resourceful. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how producers do that kind of stuff. No, but uh, we were concentrating on the games. Well, you know, while he was focusing on other things like yeah. getting getting crazy music. So uh, yeah. and, anyway, I hope we don't hear that too much. Uh, okay, so... Well, there was a factor today in the Swedish-Russia oh, oh, game. Oh, big time. Hoglander, who has been the best scorer in the tournament to this point. Yes. Uh, thrown out of the game for another, you know... Another wing, hit to the head? wing, like, hit to the head, but... From my viewpoint, it didn't even tough. look like he made contact. I know. But I talked to some of the people calls. from the other side. They said, no, he, he got a little piece of him, so... Yeah. So anyway, it's neither here nor there. Sweden is done, and uh, they will obviously be uh, taking on Finland tomorrow in the first matchup for the bronze medal game. Those two countries don't like each other, but you know what's even worse is when you're playing for a medal you have no interest in. I know. I and know, you still got to win they it. still don't want to lose it. You oh, know, no. They still don't want to lose it. Yeah. Those they, two teams do not want to lose to each other. I mean, they're their biggest rivals. Uh, you know, everybody in Sweden and Finland will be watching that game and critiquing that game. Yeah. And as angry they are today or frustrated that they didn't make it to the gold medal game, I don't think they need much to get up for a game against each other. I, I, I would tend to think just as Canada and Russia is kind of the matchup that 
You know, I, I know the Americans have really become a big uh, a big rival for us. Oh, yeah. But there's still some magic, some oh. special magic about Canada, Russia. The history between those two countries is unbelievable. Yeah. So even back to Soviet days. Yeah. Right. So the Pierstani punch out, you know. Yep, exactly. Which but, happened on this date, oh, I really? might add. Yes, back oh, you, in well, you've been 1987. That you've so, been saving that little tidbit. I just you? happened to notice that in the game notes uh, today. So the, excellent. Hey, let's uh, let's tell everybody where we're located. Yeah, we're in uh, all of Holt's Czech Republic. I almost forgot where I am. Yes, and we're here for the World Juniors as part of a group of uh, 300 uh, Canadians. Um, uh, with the Azrakan.net uh, World Junior Tour, we're winding down. We have uh, one day left of hockey tomorrow, and then we have people going in all different directions. Some are going back to Prague to spend a little bit more time in Prague. Some are going to, as you are, yes, Chesky Krumlov, then Salzburg, then Munich, and flying home. Yep. And some are going to Vienna to fly home the next day. I don't even want to talk about flying home yet. There's still some work to be done here. Oh, yeah. Hey, now we're in the hospitality suite. Should I just test everybody a bit here? Yeah, go ahead. Hang on. Let me take my hand. Hey, everybody. Canada big winners tonight, right? Yeah. Excellent. And then what about tomorrow? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I told you. They're ready. They're pumped. They're ready to go. <laughs> I think it's going to be a long night, Perrin. It was sharper earlier in the evening, but all right. Yeah, uh, they're, they're powering down, <laughs> but I think they're going to be up for a while still. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we run into some interesting... We've run into interesting people every day oh, at this absolutely. event. I will tell you Go my evening, it. and then you can tell me your evening sure. from up in the sky suite. But uh, on my walk into the building, run into uh, Frank Musil. Former Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Love Flames. Love it. Defenseman, solid as they come. Oh. Great guy. Absolutely great guy. Uh, as he's walking towards me, he's looking at me and points his finger. Bryn, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I told him why we were here. And we chatted for about five, ten minutes or so. And then I he, he had to go. He's scouting now for the Buffalo Sabres. But Frank has got an infectious smile. He does. Just a great, great smile. So it was great to see Frankie again. Still in great shape. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He looks, he looks like a million bucks. But it was great to see Frank on the way into the arena. And then uh, during the first intermission, I ran into a guy that I'd known for a very long time, going back to 1984 when he was a referee in the Western Hockey League. And that uh, uh, it's, um, I, I, I don't really know. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, I was working and covering for the Moose Jaw Warriors when Kevin Minch was a referee. Kevin lived in Moose Jaw. Every time he refereed in Moose Jaw, you knew it was going to be a tough night for the Warriors because it just seemed. Uh, well, I'm sure I've told him this one to one. Biased, yeah, right? and he, so he'd push it a little hard the extra way. We used to give him a hard time on the radio yeah. broadcast, but anyway, Kevin is now the director of officiating for the Western Hockey League, number three in command, and he also looks after the development of officials. And so he's been working closely with Hockey Canada yep. and the International Ice Hockey Federation over here. And what he does is he evaluates the referees as the game is going on. Then afterwards, they do a review. Nice. And they say, okay, here's what we need to work on. Here. Because the one thing we always have to remember, and I, I always tried to keep this in mind when I was doing play-by-play -play in the Western Hockey League, is that I'm learning my craft of play-by-play. The players are learning their craft of hockey to get to the bigs, the National That's Hockey right. League, and the officials yeah, are doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. And when I was uh, doing games with Mick Magoo, oh boy, you know we had uh, uh, Kevin Watson. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that uh, 
There were some guys that went, Brad Watson, sorry, was yes. the official who went on. There were a lot of guys who worked the lines who moved up to the NHL yep. from the dub. So so it's a feeder league for everybody. Absolutely. Right from broadcasters to players to uh, to the officials. And so one of the things they're trying to do here is they're trying to help some of the younger guys along. And I know this is a high-level event and tournament, and while we are seeing the best that that they can offer over here in Europe, there's still a lot of growth that has to be done. We've grown, and we always talk about how how different the officiating is over here, but it's different over here for a reason, and that's because they play a different game. It's a totally different game, bigger ice surface. Um, you know, the style of play is different. And it's no different even in Canada. I mean, you play in a game in Alberta at, at a youth level, you go to BC, sometimes it's, it's like being in a different country because the rules are a bit different. So it happens even within Canada that, uh, you know, you get those variances in calls and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And it's funny you should mention about that Moose Jaw story about him. Oh, he just seemed to work it a little extra hard to, so it didn't look like yeah. he was favoring the team. And That never happened for me in the Alberta Junior Hockey League when we went to Grand Prairie <laughs> or, or, or played in the Calgary Canucks building. Um, in Grand Prairie, it was guaranteed that you're going to get twice as many calls as uh, the Grand Prairie Storm. <laughs> and uh, one night, I, the, uh, they told me that the local guys, you know, they got to live in this town. And so... They told you that? They told me that. That's funny. And uh, the other one is uh, the Calgary Canucks. Every time we went to the... Every team that goes into the Calgary Canucks gets outshot 52 to 20. <laughs> Because the guy in the shot clock, yeah. anytime the Canucks go over the blue line, I think he gives them a shot on goal. And ours have to basically hit the goal post or go in the net before he gives us a shot on goal. Every arena has those little it's, interesting, yeah, interesting bylines yeah. or yeah. stories. Because I, I always remember, too, at, I don't know what the arena is called now. I, I've gone blank on it. But it used to be called the Communiplex. Okay. And that was in Prince Albert. Okay. And when the Moose Jaw Warriors would go in there, the broadcast location is smaller than with the space we're using right now. It's we're a telephone we're, booth. We're at a much smaller table. But I, 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 the thing that – and you used to be right there. Either you were on the end. Our friend Sid Smith, who's the program yes. director at uh, 630 Chad yes. in Edmonton, always did – he was working in PA. Oh, Always did that. color for me. And he had the, I always made sure that he was sitting next to the organ, ah. which was right beside oh the, the, uh, the uh, press location in Prince Albert. And I always liked to have the view where I could see the ice and I could see the fans off to my right-hand side. But the one thing that was always a little suspicious in Prince Albert was there were always seemed to be two assists on every yes. Prince Albert Raider mm -hmm. goal and only one assist yes. on every Moose Jaw Warrior goal. And, of course, when guys get to know this, you go in there, and they know where you're sitting in the press box. So they said, can you try to push us to get two assists? And so, you know, often I would have to go over to the uh, official score box. during a commercial. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back with Warriors Hockey on 800 CHAB. Cut to a commercial. I'd get up out of the chair. I'd walk past the organist. Oh and gosh. on the other side was where the scorekeepers were. And I, I, I'm i trying to remember the guy's name. It was an older gentleman, yep. Wally, I think might have been his name. Wally, it was Kelly Buckbarker, passed it to Theron Fleury, who got it to Mike Keane for the goal. Only Kelly Buckberger got an assist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I got we'll it. We'll add it. We'll add and then, it. And then, and then within seconds... An additional assist. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, they they always added it, but I had so to those be. Those guys owe you. Then I right? had to be. A, I had to be accountable 
to the players to get on the bus afterwards to yeah. make sure that everybody got their legitimate go. points because they thought they were being robbed in Prince Albert. So it happens. That kind of stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Every building I remember going into, the AJ had its own little, you know, things you had to watch out for, I should say. Quirks. Let's, well, just, let's go with quirks. Quirks or quirks. Uh, Whatever you want. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's Bonneville all, was always interesting. Always, are guys you kidding? To, guys used to... Throw fries with gravy at our players from the from the above the. Was Rick bench. Swan the general manager at that time, or no, was he was before? not. Okay, well, Swanee would have got that clear. I, I won't mention the guy that was. Okay, all right. I, I really don't care for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, okay, let's get back to the matter at hand. Yes, here. we went so, off on a tangent. Well, exactly. You had a few people who, who slid by your location. Billy Garen dropped by. Billy, Billy was there. Just said hi on the way through. We really didn't get a chance to talk to him. I did see Frank, but he was busy with somebody. I yeah, didn't yeah. Wanna, uh, but John Ferguson Jr. Yes, was just outside our door, and he his phone was dying, so he, he tr- plugged it into the charger just outside our room there, and I had a good conversation with him because he was trapped he had nowhere to go right and so uh, <laughs> uh, we talked about David Pasternak and uh, how uh, in Malmo you know he was uh, interacting with our group the whole time right and after seeing him on the ice uh, I thought he was a top five pick like right away he's done okay yeah, I think he should have been a top five pick <laughs> yeah he was, he was ranked in the third round before that world junior started and uh, we also talked a little bit about he's, uh, dr- he's uh, scouting for the Boston Bruins now. So the orders were playing the Bruins. And, uh, was he and following along at the same time as the Canada game? Because well, was was cause his phone was dying. Is so. that what the pro- that was where the problem yeah. was? By the way, Oilers beating Boston right. in Boston 4-1. That? that was rare in the 80s. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, except it's, for the playoffs. It's almost like the Edmonton Oilers winning in Dallas. It doesn't it's, happen no, very doesn't often, happen but it often. sounds like they played pretty well tonight. But yeah, John Ferguson, it was uh, uh, good to have him there. We had quite a few Leaf fans in our box as well, and they managed to get a picture with John. Oh, very nice. Because he was their GM for almost five years, I believe. Okay, so I'm sitting in the middle of the seats for both of these games today. Yes. I don't know what you did for me to be put into well, this situation. We, we sold the seats around you. That were uh, extra. well, I don't know how I ended up in the in this one. I was in the family section of the yep. opposition for both games. There you go. So as I'm sitting there, I've got people behind me and in front of me who are parents of. Uh, okay, let's use the 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 first game, Russia and Sweden. So I had Russian parents in front of me, and this one parent uh, was there. So the oh great, it was the mom. Okay. The mom was very vocal. Uh-huh. Dad wasn't so vocal. Dad looked like he could beat the living tar out of me. So you didn't say anything. So I said nothing. You know, I had the flat nose. He 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 looked. He, you know what? If I didn't know what nationality he was, and I looked at him, I would have thought that guy's got to be Russian. There you go. He had that that Russian look about him. So to fit in, did you chant Russia? No, no. I I, I just I let mom do it all. Okay. But she was getting a little wound up by the third period, which is totally understandable. And I think he actually was a little embarrassed because he looked back at me and I did this shrug shoulders and laughed and gave him the thumbs up and I said, hey, this is what you're here for, right? That's right. And then then the next game, I had like every family member known to man from Team Finland in front of me. They were rather quiet. Oh, yeah. Well, there was nothing really to cheer for. They might have cheered during, you know, the introductions. And that was about it. And then after that, it was like bang, bang, bang. And it was three nothing four minutes in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I did hear the man, one of the fathers go, uh-oh, uh-oh. 
That Big was trouble. Yeah, that, he didn't say anything other than uh-oh. Yeah, that's, so he was, that's universal. Yes, he, <laughs> yes, it is. And the other one, too, I was sitting a couple of games ago down in the seats with a guy who's from the Czech Republic. It was Canada against the Czech Republic. Yeah. And this guy didn't know any English at all except for one word, lucky. Lucky. Like one would hit the goalpost. He turned to me, lucky. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Anyway, it's been, it's been an absolute blast, and we're winding things down now. But that's so, part of the fun, Bryn, is yeah. being in the stands and interacting with fans from other parts of the world. I mean, they're all here for the same thing. There's no animosity at all. No. No, it's a fun atmosphere. People are there to cheer their team and, and see them do well, but they know what it is. These and, are young kids that are playing a hockey game. Yeah. And it can go either way. And they're here to support their country, show their, their colors, have a great time, get on the, try to get on the scoreboard. Maybe not during the kiss cam, but the other ones. I, I've always viewed this event a little different, even when I'm watching at home. And I've seen four of these events in Canada. This is the first one for me away from our home and native land. And it, it, it definitely is quite different. You know, you're on the big ice surface. Uh, everybody's kind of pulling against you because you're one of the favorite teams. Everyone, everybody knows that. Uh, Canada has been a powerhouse for years, and as much as when we don't win, we always trot that "What's wrong with Canadian hockey?" thing yes. out. We, I see it all the time. Yes, and and I, I've often said there's nothing wrong with Canadian no, other hockey. Guys are just getting better. That's exactly it. The rest of the world is getting is getting better. Is catching more up. Players to us. are playing. Like yes, the United States has about as many players now registered playing hockey as Canada. I know, and the other thing too, we have a lot of coaches, really great coaches, who go from Canada to some of these other countries to help them and teach them. Well, it, it, there's a lot of guys, Brian, that have gone over to play in Europe. Oh yeah, played for many years, and like you say, are now in the coaching, and they've spread the Canadian way of playing hockey. They've spread the Canadian practice, uh, you know, drills and skills, and now it's almost like there's a mesh between the two styles, the European style and North American style, and you see it as well in the NHL? I, I have another friend, because obviously I worked you for a few... you got too many friends. I do. I, I, I worked uh, for almost five years in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan at CHAB Radio, and uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Merv Fonger. Okay. Great guy. Love yeah. Merv. Great family. Uh, but what Merv is, he's a coach. And he is a curling coach. Okay. And so he travels around the world helping these countries to get better. And uh, the, I ran into him at a hockey game uh, a while ago, and I said, boy, these other countries are getting better. I wonder, you know, is, are we falling off a little bit? He says, yeah. well, the problem is, is that we're going over and helping these people get better. So what's happening now is they're beating us. Yeah. So I almost want to say to Merv, stop going over there, Merv. But, it, you know, I, hey, listen. I, I like the fact that in hockey and curling and all these other sports yeah. that we're traditionally very good at, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to teach people the sport, not only to appreciate it, but to love it and to get better at it. I mean, I can give you one little, you know, tidbit, Bryn. Do you remember that there was a time when Europeans would not pull the goalie? Yeah. Yeah. They would just let the clock run out and try to win the game with five skaters on the ice. Now, everybody pulls the goalie. Yep. You know, and the same thing... You know, from the Canadian style uh, point of view, there's more mobile defensemen. Oh, I know. And more, you know, guys that move the puck, move the puck, move the puck, and can skate the puck out. That's the European game, and more possession. So, we so we're learning. We're learning as much from them quietly, I think. Oh, for sure. As they're learning from us, we. Oh, for sure. 
we go back to the days, the Winnipeg Jets in the World Hockey Association when they had uh, Ulf Nielsen and Anders Hedbear with Bobby Hull. That yeah. was a hell of a hockey line. One of the best ever. And, yes. And and they played a European style. They loved to wheel. And I call it helicopter hockey back then because there was no wings. And uh, and Glenn Sather loved that style of hockey and said that if he could get the right talent, and he started with Wayne Gretzky. That's a good start. Yeah. So they, they the wanted like to. And yeah, they wanted to play that kind of freewheeling style of hockey. So we learned a little bit from the European teams. That's back in the. It's back in the mid-70s, right. and it, it helped the Edmonton Oilers to move on. But every championship team in the National Hockey League pulls – it's not completely all their plan. They, they no. pull things from here, there, and everywhere. No, so and, it's a global game. And if you remember, you know, the time of the left-wing lock, that was a system used in Europe. Because the left-winger in Europe is a defensive forward, and the right-winger is the scoring forward, and the center is the playmaker. That was the traditional way and of playing in And dish it off. Europe. Yep. Uh, I, the one thing, too, and you and I talked about this on the bus trip out – the key to beating Finland was getting that early lead oh, because yeah, one, one, once they had the lead, they were su- going to suffocate you, and they were caught off guard yeah. quickly, and they could never get back on the game. I thought Canada did a remarkable job of keeping everything to the outside. As dangerous as the Finns looked, it was all to the outside. And that's what you have to do here. I mean, the days, I remember days, and I've been bringing teams to Europe for 26 years, Brent. And there were years that I'd watch the World Juniors or the World Championships, and I'd see Canadian teams running all over the ice trying to hit guys. Yeah, you can't play that. And the middle of the ice is wide open, and they pinch the defenseman, and he gets two shots on goal before any Canadian gets near him. And I've seen the Canadian style change over the years, where now they protect the house, and they draw the forwards down low, and they just protect the front of the net, and they give the other teams the outside and say, go ahead and shoot from out there. If you've got a decent goaltender... They shouldn't be scoring on you from 80 feet away. Canada played Russia last in the gold medal final. Yeah. 2015 in Toronto. Connor McDavid and Max Domi led the way for Team Canada in that one. Uh, I still, in to this day, I think it was two, it was the 2011 when we coughed up that horrible lead. Six three lead. Yeah. Three goal lead in, in the Buffalo. Third period. That's right. right. We lost the game. So there's there's a lot of memories here between Canada and Russia, and I'm looking forward to it. How's your voice holding out? It's holding. Barely. Yep. Okay. Uh, everybody's got this uh, sore throat because we've been yelling and screaming so loudly, and uh, everybody's either got a cough. Yeah. Or well, the, it's going around. Yeah, it's going around the group. Yeah. A little bit, exactly. Know. But everybody's been. Quite cheerful and quite happy. Okay, so so here's the story. So who are you picking then tomorrow? Well, Sweden, Finland. I still like the Swedes. Um, I don't know if Hoglander's coming back tomorrow, but he makes a big difference on that first line. They really missed him on that first line. Yeah. Although I got, I got to say, uh, the players they have on Sweden. That's Sandine played 24 minutes today. He was an absolute beast. He was crazy out there. He scored two goals. He was an absolute beast for them. And uh, having Hoglander, I think, would have made a big difference today. Well, I'm going to go the other way tonight. I, I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Finland. Okay, and, and I think it's going to be a barn burner. Oh, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I think it's going to go right down the wire. But I, I I really liked, even though Team Canada was running running their show, I just thought that they didn't show any quit. So I'm going to go with Finland in that in that uh, bronze medal game. And uh, 
Craig Button on TSN, before he even came over here, was doing his predictions. He predicted Canada and Russia in the final, and he had Russia winning the final and winning the gold. Wow. Do you see any, any change in that? I think Canada's going to win five to three. Okay, well then, I, I, I'm not looking to be difficult or different, but I, uh, I'll, I'll pick Canada because it's way more fun to pick a team and then just watch them watch just, them execute and cheer for them. It'll uh, be way more fun that yeah, way. And I just think with Lafreniere back... And I mean, he looks. Good. Oh, he's he's dancing. He looks good. Yeah. And again, if they can get a lead, then it might be a little different because the Russians last time scored early and often, and it really wasn't a, a game after that. So I'm interested if Canada gets that first goal again, how the Russians react. And uh, I'm picking Canada, but if the if Russia wins, it would not shock oh, me no, because they've just me. been. Uh, they have talent that's off the and charts. they have they have got crazy emotion. Well, that and if and also, I really should be picking the Russians because I know I'm going to be sitting behind that uh, that dad again. Well, the question I have is: Askarov got pulled again today, the young goaltender. Yes, after four goals, and that fourth one, he was screened; he couldn't see it. I know, so I, 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 don't I didn't know if understand he did it just that move to change the momentum or what. So I'd be very interested to see if he starts tomorrow, okay, or if they start the other goaltender. Well, Canada is playing for gold. It's a Sunday matchup. It is a noon start Eastern time, 10 o'clock Mountain. Uh, nine, that's, that's nine Pacific. That's nine Pacific. And uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll be on right after. Well, not right after the uh, game on this one. After. Yeah, because we have about a 45-minute drive to get back to our broadcast location. Nobody's going to be rushing out of that arena no. because there's going to be medal ceremonies and an anthem Trophies and, and all everything. that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm guessing we're going to be on a few hours later, but it'll be our final podcast from over here, and then everybody starts to scatter. So are we about ready to go? That's it. Is that about it? Okay, well, That's uh, a wrap. oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Sorry about that. I didn't mean I hit the wrong button. Two minutes for looking so good. Uh, thank you very much. So your final scores in the ma- matchups today was Russia over Sweden 5-4. Canada 5-0 winners over Finland. It's Russia. It's Canada in the gold medal matchup. And we can hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs>